All right, Stu Breyer with your WICH. My friend Tony, who's with Gamblers Anonymous as we get towards Super Bowl time, which really kicks in a lot of gambling. Let's say hi to Tony. Hi, Tony. Oh, good morning, Stu, and thank you again for this opportunity. It always is a pleasure to speak with you. I know that you went through uh, a terrible time with uh, your gambling habit, and you've uh, devoted a lot of your time now to help other people. Do you find uh, the meetings are still occupied by a lot of people? Are there more and more coming, or what What are you seeing? Well, you know what, uh, Stu, that's a great question. It's up and down, but we have recently seen a trend for younger people, particularly men, uh, younger people in their 20s and early 30s, and usually it's because of the advent of the online availability of sports wagering, mm-hmm. which many states have now uh, put into law, so you can use your phone essentially 24 hours a day and bet on just about anything. So we are seeing uh, a trend toward younger people coming in. In terms of the numbers as a whole, they vacillate. They go up and down uh, depending on where you are. So really, Tony, there seems to be so many more venues available to gamble. You know, you're gambling this, gambling that. I mean, talk about temptations. Seems like there are more ways to do it. There's what they call in-game wagering, Mm -hmm. and you see this and you hear about it from sportscasters during games. Um, you hear about it in various advertisements, advertisements with a lot of the games being on, say, the playoffs for the NFL or, or, any, or any sport for that matter. And what they've really promoted is the in, in-game betting, uh, what they used to call proposition bets, like who's going to win the flipping of the coin in, in the Super yeah, Bowl. But right. now it's extended to you know how many points a certain star is going to score over or under. Or, and and there's, there's numerous bets. There's bets upon bets. In fact, some of the companies that um, that are the hosts of these have designed their own types of games that people can bet on. So so that the, the temptation and the awareness uh, and the prevalence is certainly sought. So Tony, do you around? Uh, of course, gambling is all year round. But around Super Bowl time, do you? Do you give it, ever get a little anxious that you'd like to make a bet, or are you over that? Well, you know, uh, th- that's a great question. Um, I, I, I could say that I'm over that. Um, I haven't bet in quite a few years, as, as, as you know. We've talked about that. And uh, I could, today I can go to a game or watch a game or a different sporting event, basketball or football particularly, and uh, I don't look at the lines, and I don't look at the overs and unders and the propositions. I know they're out there. I hear people around me talking about them. Uh, but uh, I, I'm really not tempted by that uh, today. If I was, uh, and early on, I certainly uh, shied away from uh, going to any of those venues. Do you, uh, do you still have a sponsor, or do you sponsor other people who are going through it? I have a I have a sponsor that I've had for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's um, he's out of town, but he's only in Rhode Island, and we do have dinner together and we go to meetings together. And I sponsor a few people as well, and you know that keeps it fresh. It keeps it fresh for me to listen to him and to learn, you know, from various people and to attend different meetings. And I was with a gentleman last night, and we went over um, part of one of his uh, steps that he's working on, and we had. Uh, 
we had a bite to eat, and then we went to a meeting, and uh, it turned out really good. So, you know, we've talked about this before, but just um, we need to talk about it now because millions of people gamble, and millions of people don't have problems. I'm not gambling a problem person, but then others do. How do you know when you've crossed that line? Another great question. They, they estimate about 95% of the population could gamble as a form of entertainment, and it really, they're not hooked into um, being, a, being a, a, a disordered or compulsive gambler. How do you know when it crosses the line? That's, um, well, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you some examples for myself, and um, I believe these transcend to, to anybody. Does it, how does it affect your life? It's just like alcohol or drugs. I mean, if you, if, if, um, if you define somebody by how many drinks they have, it's really more about what their behavior is or how it affects their lives or, their, or the people who, their loved ones. So um, are, you, are you able to pay your bills? Uh, is gambling, uh, is the thought of gambling a, a really preoccupation? For me, it was. It was a daily activity. It was a daily preoccupation. Um, is, it, is it something that is taking you away from family activity? So there's the social piece of it. Are you isolating a lot? Are you hiding? Uh, secrecy is, is very, very big in, in the gambling disorder or gambling addiction. So is it affecting you that way? Is it affecting you spiritually? Is it affecting you physically? And by physically, people, you know, people ask sometimes, well, how, how can that be? It's not alcohol or drugs. But maybe you don't go to the doctor or the dentist, or you don't take care of yourself, or your self-care is really suffering. And because you're isolating and you're gambling, and you're preoccupied with that, or you're obsessed with that. So... Um, when those things are occurring and it's controlling you rather than you are controlling it, that's usually when people um, mm-hmm. need to get go for help, do seek help, or sometimes they unfortunately do not uh, seek help uh, until maybe something more catastrophic occurs and uh, you know they lose everything. And so, and and obviously money, um, you know, how much money have you lost? Did you? Uh, did you wipe out your retirement account? Are you uh, opening up credit cards and bank accounts that maybe your spouse or your family or your kids don't know about? Those types of things. When those things start occurring, any any one of those or or a multitude of those, those are usually warning signs that you are you've you've crossed the line, and it's it's no longer a form of entertainment. It's something you have to do, want to do, involved in doing, uh, almost, uh, I mean, for me, particularly the last three years of, of the, I was just going through the motion. Uh, I wasn't even happy about doing it. I wasn't even looking forward to it. I just got up and I did it. Um, so it really did have me, it, it, it controlled many aspects of my life. So basically, uh, talking with you before, it's, uh, you could have the biggest win imaginable, but um one who gambles, uh, you're not satisfied because it's more of the thrill of the chase. Is that it? Uh, the thrill of the chase. Um, they define some people as action gamblers, 
and and the thrill of the chase would be probably close to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for others, it could be escape. For me, it was more escaping from you know daily responsibilities, daily life, uh, life on life's terms, as they say in the books. Um, so, the winning and losing. Uh, I'll just make this. Uh, I'll just categorize this. For me, when I won, my ego swelled, and I, you know, I, I thought I was, I thought I was quite a big shot. And so when I won, that money was just set aside for more, for more activity because I thought I could win more. Mm-hmm. And so there was no upper limit, there was no ceiling. And uh, when I lost, I felt down, I felt depressed, but I wanted to get back to action as as soon as I could. So. So the winning and losing categorized for me really didn't matter that much. I wanted to be in action and I wanted to escape. And if I was at a place, say at a racetrack or at the casino and I won, you know, quite a bit of money when I just walked in, I certainly wouldn't be happy with that because I just wanted to be there and I wanted to escape from other Mm-hmm. aspects of my life. You wanted the action. Keep with the action, of course. Absolutely. It's, and uh, it's a great place to hide out. So there's no, just like an alcoholic, uh, even a sip is uh, dangerous. You you know, you could, you feel if you made a $2 bet with somebody that could just increase it and go off, you could off, go off the rails again? Yeah, it's something that, um, that's that's another great point, something I don't the waters I don't want to test. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I if I if I really put some thought into this, and somebody invited me to an event at the casino or uh, a day at the racetrack because they had a horse running. That actually did happen to me uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago with some friends. I did not go, but um, I may not that that particular day. But what's embedded in my subconscious? Am I going to think about, oh, gee, you know, that didn't look so bad, or I saw that person win? So I, I really don't know how that's going to work on my psyche. So what were you saying, Gamble's Anonymous? It's better to not hang around with people who gamble, not go near or in, in or near gambling establishments. And so to, to uh, protect yourself just in case those things occur, or they, or you know, and if and if you have to go to say an event, a social event, um, there are things you can do to protect yourself and and call people or go with other people. So there are ways to, because that does come up sometimes. Mm-hmm, sure. uh, that came up with me. I I had some chamber of commerce activities at the uh, local casinos. I went. I did go near the gaming areas. Uh, I did what I had to do, and then I left. So. Uh, but some people, you know, they that even that would be troubling. So it's it's very individualized. But uh, we say to be on the safe side. If you don't need to go, don't go. I know the people who are alcoholics and are on the wagon and they want to stay that way. It, it seems like a, when they go somewhere, as people are always trying to give them drinks. Exactly. It's, it's a, I mean, that must be so much pressure when you think of it. Just like when you're a casino, come on, let's just try the slots for a little bit or this or that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. It's it's very tempting. I uh, I play in a I play in a billiards league, and uh, it's just a, a nice group of people. Uh, we're all similar in age, and uh, uh, eight of us all together. Uh, three of us don't drink. I don't know why the other two don't. 
Um, I, I never asked them, uh, but I've been with this group for quite a while, and I always order a club soda. And finally, somebody asked me because, as you know, I've been I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous as well, and you know, somebody said, "Oh, are you in the program?" And so I said, "Yes." Now, do they know I'm in this program? Uh, they may, they may not. Gambling really doesn't enter into it. Uh, we don't do any side bets. Uh, there's an annual dues you pay, and then that's it. So um, I don't go around uh, pronouncing that. But if somebody asks, or if somebody needed some help, or if somebody needs some information, I would certainly be there for them. So Tony, you've a recovering alcoholic and uh, a gambler, and do you have uh, other outlets? Because obviously you're inborn with a compulsive behavior. Oh, I yeah, yes, and I have to. Well, I. Um, I uh, live on a farm, and so that keeps me pretty busy. Mm-hmm. It's small. It's a, a small farm, but uh, we tend to uh, lots of different animals. And uh, so uh, we do a lot of gardening. Well, I do a lot of gardening as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly during the, the good months, uh, the uh, non-winter months, I, I guess I should say, uh, I like to cycle. Uh, I do do I do ride at some charity events and and so I hang out with some people who, who like to cycle. And I have a couple of other hobbies that I do. And I try to stay active. Not as active in the winter as I'd as I like to be. Like all but, of us, uh, yeah. Yes, I had to find, I had to find other activities. Mm-hmm. Um, some are physical and some are spiritual and some are emotional. But, yeah, so I sit around and just... Uh, not that those thoughts are going to preoccupy my my uh, my brain, but uh, it's better to replace, you know, those negative things that I was involved in and all sure. the behaviors that went along with mm-hmm. the gambling. So it wasn't just the gambling. Places I hung out, people I was with, um, it wasn't very positive. So today I hang around with people who are in recovery, uh, people who don't... Um, they understand. You know, don't, don't get in trouble with the law. You know those types of things. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's more healthy, uh, and I try to lead a, a lead a, a more healthy life. So these addictions, Tony, how do they affect your family life? Oh, uh, uh, that that's that's a really good point. Um, we have there are special groups now set up where more and more people are more and more family members. They could be siblings, parents aunts and uncles, close friends, neighbors. Um, the person themselves may, may not recognize they have a problem or may not be willing to, to stop or get help. But there are places where the family members, there are groups, uh, therapeutic groups, there are organizations that, that provide support. There's the Gammonon where families can go and, and it's their own self-help recovery very similar to Gamblers Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, specifically, how does it affect family members? Um, I can be generic or I can I can relate this to myself. In, and yeah, in your similar. situation, yeah. Um, isolation, uh, secrecy, not paying bills, denying your family um, necessities, not going on vacations or even, even a simple out to dinner for pizza. Uh, because you've blown the money, or I've blown the money on 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 gambling, uh, mood changes, secrecy, 
people, you know, people notice. Uh, for me, you know, I was very overreactive. I was very argumentative, and that wasn't generally how people knew me. And so they suspected something was up, something was wrong. And um, so your family is affected, and you take down the family with you uh, yeah. with any addiction. Uh, it, it's not isolated. You know, we hear a lot of people come into the program and said. I didn't affect anybody. I didn't bother anybody. It was my money. Uh, well, oh. it might have been your money, but you contributed to the household. Even if you don't have a lot of family, even if you um, don't have a partner or don't have children, um, it's still you may not be paying your bills on time. You may not be able to contribute uh, to uh, to a cause. You may be isolating. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't see you at social events. For me. I affected my extended family by not showing up to a lot of events. So, yeah, the families um, are taken down with us uh, with the compulsive gamble. Some some stay together and some do not. You split because was you, were you able to keep your family intact? I was. Um, I, I, I received, uh, what a blessing, I received much support from my uh, immediate family. As a, as a matter of fact, I remember going to a cookout shortly after I got in the program, and I hadn't seen one of my relatives for a while. They lived out in the West Coast, and they were visiting. And uh, they found out I was in the program. Oh, I started talking about the program. I don't really recall. I was only in about six months. And she said to me, she goes, well, we all knew you had a problem, but we're all really happy for you that you're getting some help. That's nice. And now mm -hmm. you're helping some, and, and eventually you'll help other people. Uh, this person uh, knew a little bit about the program because her dad uh, had some issues with gambling, so she knew a little bit about it, although she wasn't involved in it. Um, and so my immediate family, close friends, um, and, and even some acquaintances, once they knew that I stopped or I, or I didn't go to the racetrack anymore or I wasn't part of going to the casino with them. I mean, most of the time, after a while, it was it was by myself. But when I was with other people and, and I stopped going, they were all very happy for me. It's not always that way. Certainly everybody has a, mm -hmm. a, a no, different of course, account. Of course, people so. are very wounded and, yeah, they do <clears> split up or they don't forgive. Um but there are places to go for that kind of help. Like I said, there's Gaminon. There's, mm -hmm. there, are, there are group therapy sessions where families uh, get their own help and learn ways on how to cope with the I think uh, somebody family. might have a question for you. Let me see. Hi, WICH. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have a question. I didn't know you had a guest. Okay. All right. Gentleman did not know I had a guest. So uh, Gamblers Anonymous, we're talking about that, gambling problems. Somebody who works diligently to help other people, which I think is fantastic. So, uh, Tony, what was the, uh, did you go off the wagon and on the wagon a few times before you just said, and knock on wood, you've kept away from gambling for a number of years now, but what was the final straw? Well, for me, um, Actually, uh, I, I, I got involved with the program in uh, late 1999, and I did go out once after that, after a few months. Um, but um, I haven't found it necessary because I keep seeking the help and contributing and listening and learning uh, and attending meetings. Uh, 
I haven't found it necessary uh, to go out anymore. It's not, it's not a part of my daily life any, any longer. Uh, what happened for me was, without get, going into a lot of details, I was driving home from the casino a few nights before Christmas in the late 1999 um, in December. And um, I don't know, I pulled off to the side of the road early in the morning. Um, my family didn't know where I was. Everybody was worried. My wife was worried. Uh, they didn't hear from me for, oh, I don't know, uh, it was the better part of 24 hours, I believe. And um, I just looked in the mirror and I said, I don't want to live this way anymore. Now, we call that, or some people call that in the programs, a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll go with that because it wasn't my desire. I could have, I could have wrangled more money from people or places or, or credit or loans or borrowing or whatever. But the lying, the cheating, the stealing, the deception, it just all piled up on me and, and, and got to me. And for me, you know, I believe that brought me to a place, they call it a bottom, you know. It brought me to a place where uh, I just didn't want to live that way anymore. It, everything that went along with the gambling. And uh, I don't believe that I woke up that morning deciding to do that. So that's why I call it a spiritual awakening. Spiritual intervention, why not? To me. Yeah. So the... Um Next couple of weeks, was that like detox? What was that like for you? Um, I, I it was uh, it was it was it was like hell. Um, mm -hmm. I I uh, I my my family was very upset. Um, I lost a lot of money. It was money that was committed for other things. Uh, all, uh, Christmas being one, and and some other things. <clears throat> Well, what kind I just of kind of laid low for a few days. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, went through the motions with people. I went to the holidays, but uh, I really wasn't present. I I was just mulling over what you know where my life was and all that. And then about four or five days later, I got to my first meeting, and this gentleman put his arm around me and he said, "You know," he said, "You know, kid, he wasn't much older than me." He said, "Kid." He said, there's a lot of hope here. And if you keep coming, you can lead a better life. That's great. And you don't have to go back to that other life. And I never forget those words. And today, you know, hope is, is what we try to spread in, 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 the, uh, in the meeting. You know, we know it's challenging. It's, it's difficult. It's, uh, it has its ups and downs. Well, Tony, but, I, I, like I, if you stay with it, it, it can provide... Not only a lot of hope, but a much better life. Through, a year, through the years, I've interviewed people who have gone through, you know, the hell that you're talking about, and a uh, few of them have said how close they came to uh, taking their own life. Uh, did you ever feel that way? I felt desperate, and I felt very lonely, and I felt very isolated. Mm -hmm. What I was doing with myself with gambling and drinking was, was a form of self-destruction. There, there's no question about that. I would have eventually done myself in. Did I think about it in terms of an act of suicide? I did not. But it, but it is very common. In fact, of all the 
addiction disorders, uh, gambling has the highest rate of uh, really? suicide. Yeah, that's interesting. So, and it's always great to talk with you, Tony, and I know you help a lot of people now, and that's very rewarding, I'm sure, for you. But So what would you tell uh, somebody out there who's having gambling problems right now? Leave us with some good advice. What I would say is um, get to a meeting. Uh, we have a helpline. Um, I'll just I'll just mention it. It's eight five five two 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 five five four two. You can find out where the meetings are. You can also go to the website ctwmaga at yahoo.com, and you can find out about where the meetings are. You can find out about Gammonon. You can find out about those locations. I guess they have a lot of them. Lot of, I would say that there's, there's a lot of hope to give it a try. It's not the only way. There mm-hmm. are other ways, but it's, it, it is a path, and it is a, a, a method that people can try. And they, You know, what, what, what's really helpful about it is you're talking to other people who have a similar disorder, who've been through similar mm-hmm. trials and tribulations. Uh, so, so you're not you're not talking to someone who has no clue. You're talking to That's you're right. not talking to a family member or a friend mm-hmm. who doesn't have this this uh, progressive disease, which is what it uh, what it turns out to be. You're talking to other people who can identify and who can share their own strength and their own hope and their own weaknesses and how they struggled and how they came out on the other side of those struggles by continuing to to grow and from there i mean you might seek individual therapy you might uh you might need some other medical attention or whatever but it's a start and it's an opening and uh that's why they call it self-help because each person is helping the other and that's what brings the fellowship together and you realize you're not alone you're not alone Mm -hmm. and you're talking to people who who've been there they'll nod their head and they may have gambled different amounts. They may have gambled on different activities. But the bottom line was they went through those similar or same feelings, you know, those desperate feelings, those lonely feelings, the, the, uh, the ego, uh, the self-pity, the resentment, the anger, the desperation, the maybe not showing up at work and uh, being argumentative with your family is, so when you when you talk about these things, and we also, I say we, Gamblers Anonymous also has a uh, a place where after after you get in for a while, there's a financial uh, a thing they call pressure relief, and it's a it's a methodology to use so you're not taking from your family while you're trying to pay your debts back, and it's a process. Um, you know, there's outreach to creditors, the IRS, people you might owe money to, but it's done in such a way, and it's, and it's a structured way, so you don't have to um, take food off the table, in other words, from your family, and you can slowly pay off your debts. I mean, for me, it took, you know, it took a decade to uh, pay back most of the debts that I had. Well, I think mostly they care if you, you just make an effort uh usually works out from what I hear so exactly that's that's correct Tony it's great to talk to you again and uh, it's very important what you do and 
keep up the good work because um, I grew up in a gambling environment and I I know how some people suffer and uh, and the rush they get and what it's done to them and so I, I appreciate what you're doing and uh, keep in touch with us. Oh, and, and thank you for the opportunity. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping at one point we can bring some other people in yeah. from Gamma like we used to, and and that would be great. And and also, if we could get a copy or an audio file, I could share that with our group as well. Sure, Tony. And what you do is uh, this is going to be put on uh, our podcast on, on, oh, on podcast. online. So, what you would do in this afternoon, it will be posted. Just go to wich.com. And link on to Stu's podcasts. You'll probably see podcast gambling show, and uh, you'll be able to hear the whole thing. If you have any trouble oh, getting it, get you. back to me, okay? I do recall that now. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Great Take- opportunity to uh, spread the word, and uh, we appreciate your support. Thank Thanks, you. Tony. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Take care. Bye.